1: Hello and welcome back to the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Moores, and this is our week 14 preview. Wow, the season's really getting to, getting to, to crunch time now. We've got the final bye week of the season as well. We've got the two final teams that haven't had a bye week missing out. Uh, and then after after this week, we've got, we've got full slates the rest of the season. And it's one hell, one hell of a slate coming up this, this week too as well. And joining me to break down it all of the games you can watch on UK TV this week, as well as picking our winners in the rest of the games, is Mr. Ollie Darcy? It's his first time on the preview pod as well. Actually, he's been on all the recaps, but uh, yeah, a bit of a different, diff- different scenery this time, isn't it, Ollie?
0: Yeah, it's a yeah, different, different slate, different, different, uh, different aspect for me. I'm looking forward to it though. As you said, week fourteen, it's it's getting into the nitty gritty now, really. So it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a good, going to be a good week.
1: Awesome. Uh, so just before we get on to Sunday. I'm gonna put you on a spot, Ollie. I'm gonna ask you who you think is gonna win Thursday night football tonight between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. Go.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, you can't, like, you can't say no to the Steelers, really. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna be as blunt as you've been dropping this question on me <laughs> to say Steelers. I mean, this Patriots team is just. It is just a—it's a bit of a dumpster fire at the moment. I still—I don't know who's starting at QB. Have they said anything? Did they say they're going to? Uh, it's
1: going to be Zappy again, I think. But they have an so, elevated I mean,
0: well, Malik Cunningham,
1: so maybe we see him at some point. Maybe we so see I mean, with, with the yeah with the Patriots. You just never know. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, there you are. And I mean, yeah, yeah. Pickett's going to be out, but I—I I trust the Steelers defense to do something. Ramondre Stevenson's out as well, so it's just going—the wheels are falling off that. Patriots wagon at the moment, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm backing the Steelers to stay over
1: 500. Yeah, I'm picking the Steelers too. They just I, I just, honestly, I don't even think I'm going to put the Patriots to win another game the rest of this year the way it's no, going right I now. So
0: uh... I don't think I have either.
1: Even as one of the biggest Mitch Trubisky haters, I'm still I'm still going to pick him to win the game. Unfortunately, <laughs>
0: me and you both. Me and you yeah. both. Honestly.
1: Right. We'll start with the main game in the 6 p.m. window on Sunday. It is the Rams heading to Baltimore, where you have got a fun one between two of the hottest teams in football right now. You could probably say uh, you know the Ravens are nine and three. They're off a of bye week as well. The Rams have won three straight um, and have put themselves you know in the NFC Wild Card places now at six and six. Um, one thing that's happened today, which has sort of taken everyone by surprise, is the fact that Lamar Jackson has not practiced. Um, he was a full participant yesterday, but he's dealing with an illness. So hopefully he plays. I imagine he does, but you know that is a little bit of concern for the Ravens. But we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk as if he he was to play. Um, it's the start of a very tough run for the Ravens. This game actually, they've had the fifth easiest schedule this year, but um, every team they play for the rest of the season has a record of at least 500 or over. Um, so we're gonna we're about to see who they really are starting with this game, and obviously they're playing for the one seed now as well. Well, Um, they're the number two seed at the minute behind Miami, so it's important they get off to a good start and win this game before they play Miami in a couple weeks' time. Um, It's not going to be straightforward, though, is it, Ollie? Because the Rams team, helped by the return of Kyron Williams, has been excellent this last few weeks, hasn't it?
0: Well, I was as you were talking, I was just looking at their schedule and the results they've had. I mean, I'm going back. What they went on a 22nd of October, they had started a three-game slide. Losing to the Steelers, the Cowboys, and then Stafford was out against the Packers, but they looked they looked dreadful. And then they grinded to that win against the Seahawks, and all of a sudden their offense has just clicked. They've just gone into a different gear. Stafford's back and he's looking very good. Cup's back and he's looking as good as he's ever done. Puka Nakua, I don't know what where they found him or what, but he's just been sublime. And that defense now is starting to they're starting to roll now. They've the last three games, under twenty points. Uh, they they haven't conceded over twenty points in the last three games. So, as you said about the Ravens, it, you're going to find out what they're doing, what they're about, what the Ravens are about, and you're going to find out what the Rams are about as well. Defensively, if you're looking at EPA, they've been just middle of the road. Offensively, they're slowly getting back, just above, just above the median. Um, so, yeah. They're trending upwards, like you said. They're one of the hottest teams, I'd say, in the NFC as well. Um, So, for the Ravens, it's going to be a real interesting one.
1: For sure. And you... You mentioned
0: that Rams defense as well. They've played they've played excellently
1: this year. When you think about who they have, they, you know, before the season we were all joking that this is the no-name defense and Aaron what? Donald. <laughs> that's literally it. Yeah. They've nobody on that defense. Jordan Fuller maybe, but he's been hurt as at some point, and that's it. Like this, 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 this Rams defense had no talent before the start of this year, so they've done very well actually. Um, they've got a, you know t- a tough task in the Ravens' offense, of course, with, uh, with Lamar Jackson and you know yeah. th- the receiving options. Obviously, there's no Mark Andrews, which is a little bit of a, a uh, it's kind of good news for the uh, for, for the Rams defense, but they still have many weapons. But um, for, for me, the battle of this game is the Rams offense against the Ravens defense, because you know, as you mentioned, LA have been great on offense. They've scored thirty six and thirty seven in their past two games, and they edged out Seattle before that. Uh, the when uh, Kyron Williams came back, obviously, as you said, two top receivers, one of the best running backs in the league this season, two, and okay. Stafford who has come back from injury this year and has is having an excellent year. But the Ravens' defence have been the best defence in the league in a lot of categories, and two of them that stand out to me are obviously the fact that they have allowed a league-best 14.4 points per game, and they've also generated the most sacks per game of any team this season as well. And that's without having a star pass rusher. They don't have... No. They don't. They don't have Miles Garrett. They don't have a Nick Bosa. It's just a team effort, and they've done excellent at getting pressure um, this year. And yeah, Mike McDonald, the the uh, defensive coordinator, who, who uh, came over from Michigan with, with Jim Harpool a couple of years ago, and um, doing a fantastic job with his defense, and he's getting head coaching uh, shouts for a reason. Um, yeah. yeah, this this one's just gonna be so close, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I th- those stats are thrown to me about the Ravens' defense is just, I you can you can see. I mean, they've done it for years. They've just drafted and developed in the defence so many years. And even they've they've never had big pass rushing names. And then they come up with this unbelievable pass rushing. They can just collapse the pocket and just destroy any offensive offensive team out there. So, it will be a real battle to see what the Rams can do. Um, As you said, this defence, EPA-wise, they are second best behind... The Browns and I can't see why they wouldn't be above them. As you said, they're leading in a hell of a load of categories. So if they can't if, if they can push this Rams offensive line, which has been improving, which is a big reason why the Rams are playing as good as they are, um, you would not bet against these these Baltimore Ravens. And it's a big game for them because it is they've got to chase Miami. They are chasing Miami. So every game is just their route to the to the one seed. So the if it, the pressure is almost on them for this game. The Rams, the, yes, they're six and six, and they want to stay in that wild card spot. But for the for the Ravens, a lost game is massive in that in that battle for the one seed.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, the the spread here is seven and a half points. It's over, you know, it's you know, basically an entire score, um, which is quite a big spread. Uh, mm. I'm I'm gonna pick the uh, the Ravens to win this one, but I think if I was to bet on this one, I might put Naka on it. If I was to bet, I'd probably bet the Rams to have you know to at least keep that within within that seven and a half points. I just uh, yeah. I've got a feeling it'll be close, and many people think it will be. But yeah, give me give me the Ravens to win this one.
0: I'd, I'd be I'd be the exact same as you covering the spread with the Rams but giving the Ravens because at the end of the day the defence I think will come up with a couple of plays that will turn the game on his head and Lamar Jackson is still playing brilliant football as well so I think they can even if it is a little bit of a dogfight with the Rams I feel like they can keep neck and neck with them
1: yeah for sure uh, and also with the other fact that you know, the, the Ravens are playing some really tough teams the next couple of weeks as well uh, if yeah. Lamar is going to win MVP which you know, with it not being, you know, there's no winner right now at all yeah. anyone can come from anywhere so yeah these five games could be huge for Lamar Jackson as well right We'll go over to the rest of the 6 p.m. games now. We'll just go, for, we'll talk for him a little bit and pick our winners pretty quickly. Uh, and we'll start with an all NFC South tie, where the Panthers go into New Orleans, um, and the Saints are really in need of a win here because lose this and they could be two and a half games back again uh, behind the Falcons. Win this and they could be in a three-way six and seven tie at the top of the NFC South. So this is this is just huge for them. Um, we don't know who's going to start in this game, whether it's Jameis Winston or Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr is still in concussion protocol as it stands, but he is practicing so. That, that there is there is that so we won't know until probably Saturday I, I don't think uh, to start the game but we'll, uh, I am probably leaning towards Jameis I think just because Carr also had uh, ha- has taken shoulder and rib hits this season as well so you probably want to just keep him out and make sure he's fully healthy um, but unfortunately the off- the injuries and offense don't stop there for the Saints Taysom Hill Rashid Shah- Shahid and Chris Alave uh, all didn't practice today which is which is not no. good at all no. if you don't practice on a Thursday that means you're probably not going to play now for Alave it was illness he did play last week but he is ill so again with Lamar we don't know what's going to happen with an illness you just never know but yeah obviously Hill and, Rish- and Shahid are two of the Saints uh, most used weapons so I'm going to be bold I'm going to pick Carolina <laughs> to win this game <laughs> I I just got a feeling you know it just you know they they almost you know they're they, they, they covered against the Bucks last week. They only lost by three points, um, and this is a very, very banged up Saints team. They lost Marcus May to IR today as well. So yeah, give me Caroline, a new coach, but I got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna win this game. Yeah, uh, I I I I can't
0: go against can't go against, the, can't go against no, I can't go for the Panthers is what I'm gonna say. Yes. <laughs> They've had, got a new coach. Yes, they look really good. They looked a lot better last week without Frank Reich, but the Saints, they they have too much there. They can get at the quarterback still, and this Carolina O-line is probably the worst in the league, or True. one of the worst. <laughs> so I, it's going to be too much for the Panthers. They've only won one all season. That's for a reason. Yeah, the Saints may be a little bit banged up, but yeah, I there probably will be a couple of shocks to this week because of the slate and the way it is but that game is not going to be one of them i think i give me the saints in this one <laughs> fair play
1: i tell you what dennis allen if you are going to save your job as head coach of the saints your defence they you can win, you win this game with your defence that that's that's yeah. the way to do it the way yeah. it's going because this game is absolutely huge for your saints team <laughs> Okay, we'll go over to New York now with the Jets. Welcome the Texans. The Texans are favored by three and a half, and they're coming off a huge win over the Broncos. And we'll be confident going into this one too because uh, with Trevor Lawrence maybe out for a few weeks, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, they will fancy their chance at the division. Uh, the Jets have an answer Zach Wilson is back as starter after benching him a few weeks ago. Although there was a weird rumor going around that he didn't want to play, so it just shows how much of a joke the Jets have been offensively this season. Um even though the techs are unfortunately about tanked Dowen down uh, for the rest of the season, and uh, maybe Dalton Schultz in this game, I don't think he's going to be ready for this game yet. I still bat them to win here because this Jets team have just been horrific and uh, it'll be close because of the Jets defense and again, with Houston's injuries, but I, I just think they've got, they've got too much. Yeah. They've got too much to lose to this Jets team, surely.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised it's a three and a half. I'd be all over that spread to be perfectly honest with you. Um, the, the, oh, it's just it, it's it's, all, it's sad what is going on with this Jets team offensively, like they brought in Rodgers, what came out fourth play but even I don't think he'd be able to resurrect what's going on, he'll be able to do some things but he's not he's not got all the tools the Jets have just gone they've just trended downwards so spectacularly I, yeah, Texans Texans all day on this one
1: OK, going over to the the second all nfc south game uh this one is huge one of the most meaningful games of the week one of the most meaningful games of the season all season as well because whoever wins this will lead the nfc south going into next week's games Uh, atlanta are in in the lead currently and they beat the Bucks 16 to 13 in week seven but if both go to six and seven and uh and tampa bay win this game um it would make a fan- fascinating finish, especially if the Saints also win. Uh, the Falcons have won their last two and have been a more balanced offense recently, getting Kyle Pitts involved, getting uh, you know really starting to run the ball more. But they they also have haven't been scoring points still, and that is an issue for them. Um, the Bucks, well, they they started three and zero, but they've won two of their last eight. Um, and but. In the, you know, on the other hand, they have also had a significantly harder schedule than the, the Falcons have faced, so, so it's getting easier for the Bucks now. So they've certainly got a chance too. Um, they you know they have to win this game to stay in touch with the Falcons. So I'm just going to pick them. I feel like they probably want it more, uh, just. But I do think it will be as close as the last game. You know, a three point game or so. But you know, give me Tampa Bay to win away from home here.
0: I I I'd pick Tampa as well. I I've they've they've looked they've looked. Out of all the NFC South teams, they probably have looked the most competent
1: mm-hmm. from what
0: I've seen of them. Um, the Falcons, on the other hand, really have not. I really don't know how they're leading this division. I know. With, some, I know, with, some, with some of the stuff they've had, with some of the stuff they've done, it's just it's ridiculous how they are leading that NFC South. Um, so I, I'm going Tampa. I, I, I've, I've said to you that I like, Arthur Smith as a head coach, and like what because what he did with Tennessee, it was not pretty football, but it got them wins. And it, it's giving Atlanta wins, but they are by no means as good as what they were in Tennessee, so I don't think it will last um and I think yeah, Tampa on the road are going to get a win when it matters the most I, they've they've got a lot more in them than the Falcons do.
1: Oh, yeah, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. I really think there's a chance that all four NFC South teams have a different coach next year. I, mm-hmm. Even even a team that wins a division, I think they could still fire their coach, especially if they have a losing record. I, I think it's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen that you know Miami fired Brian Flores after winning ten games a couple of, a couple of years ago. It does happen, so um, yeah, I really wouldn't be surprised. Uh, okay, we'll go over to an all NFC North tie then. At loads of division games this week, which you know this mm-hmm. end of the season we get, we're starting to get loads now, uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to this one. The Lions going into Chicago because despite it being a game between a nine and three team and a four and eight team. You know, the Lions haven't exactly been convincing lately, especially on defense. And the Bears seem to have turned it around recently. So it's going to be a really interesting game. You know, the game three three weeks ago was very close. Chicago were really unfortunate not to to win because they had about 40 minutes of the football. (laughs) They were on top for a lot of the game. And Detroit won 31-26. I'm going to pick Detroit again, even though it's at Soldier Field. But I do think Chicago will keep it close again. And again, I am tempted by the under at three and a half points. I think it'll be really close. And I think, honestly, it could go either way. But for the Lions, they have to win this one to stay in touch with the one seed.
0: I think this is where teams that are the Detroit Lions that are aiming for will turn up because they have got they've got the bet as you see week fourteen, it's crunch time. This is where the teams are you, you find out their identity and this Lions team just missed out last year, probably deserved to go into the playoffs last year with the way they finished the season. They've hit a little blip. Um I think they will come out of it. I, I've watched quite. I've watched a bit of the Lions this year, and they've looked. Thanksgiving they did not look brilliant, but a few in the early season, especially, they just looked fantastic. As you said, the Bears are. They're getting. They're getting it on. I don't know what's happening, but they are turning turning it around a little bit. I don't think it will be enough for them to. Beat the Lions this week, let alone make the playoffs for them. But it's nice to see them turn it around a little bit. I still think they need to get rid of Iberflus personally because it's not doing them any good at all. Um, they're getting better, but not enough to beat the Lions this Sunday. Yeah,
1: fair play. Uh, we'll go over to a, a a weird game in the the AFC uh between the seven and five colts and the six and six bengals it's a game with huge playoff implications but yet yeah, it's being played with two backup quarterbacks it's re- really weird um you know if the colts win this one they've got a fantastic chance of getting into the postseason eight and five if the bengals win then you've got one head of a dogfight for the three wildcard spots in the in the afc because loads of teams have been seven and six um you know things really interesting um and Joe, I'm tempted to put the Bengals here. The Bengals are favourites as well. Mm-hmm. I thought they—they they I thought they were really yeah, impressive really? on offense last week. Yeah, they really are by one and a half points. Yeah, I thought they were impressive against the Jags on Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, I have to say that, and they're at home too. So yeah, give give me the Bengals to win this game. Gosh, spice things up in the AFC Wild Card race.
0: It really would, and if if they do win, it that Wild Card race just becomes just almighty. um I've loved the Colts all season. I've spoke to you about Steichen and the job he's done with Gardner Minshew, and I think he's been fantastic. So, I'm uh, I'm probably I'm probably gonna I I will put the Colts on this one because I like what they're doing defensively. I think they've been fantastic as well. They've they they've been they've been pretty much middle of the road all season, but they're finding ways to win games. Um, yeah, I. I'm not sold on Browning yet. Yes, they looked good Monday night football. This is where it matters. Sunday, 6pm slate for us, 1pm for them, 1pm slate. Can he do it in Cincinnati? I don't think they will against this Colts defence, so uh, I'd, I'd pick Indy for this one.
1: Yeah, a Colts win would certainly put pressure on the Jags because if the Jags lose this game, you, there's a chance you could have three teams in the AFC South at eight and five. So suddenly, the AFC South race has just come alive out of nowhere now, um, and that again that is because of Trevor Lawrence. I was gonna say. Uh, before today, another one. This, you know, this is another game that a few weeks ago was looking really tasty. Jags Browns, and it still is very meaning- meaningful, but it's lost its shine with it potentially being CJ Befford against Joe Flacco, um, or uh, who will who will start even if Dorian Thomas and Robinson clears concussion protocol. It will be right. Joe Flacco, but Trevor Lawrence was seen throwing at practice today, so maybe mm-hmm. he recovers from his high ankle. But you know, I, I mean, look, he might not play. They might hold him out a, a, a week, but yeah. he 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 was you know he was he was in. You know, red jersey. He was play. He was there in practice today, so it does spice things up a little bit. Um, Mm. You know, it's still unclear whether he plays or not. Uh, But either way, the Jags need to win this game to keep Houston and the and um, the Colts away. As I said, because they're there both at seven and five, Uh, and. On the other hand, after the loss to the Rams last week, the Browns are clinging off to, onto a playoff spot as well. Um, so yeah. this is just huge. It doesn't sound good for the Browns on Amari Cooper. He took a big hit last week. He's in concussion protocol and is also dealing with a rib injury too. So he probably isn't going to play. But on the other hand as well, Christian Kirk will miss this one for the Jags after the, the, the muscle injury he, he took on Monday night. So it's just so tight. I think I'm still going to pick the Jags, even if Florence doesn't play. Um, I just fancy an upset. Um, well, it's not really an upset when you've got two back of quarterbacks. Anything can happen. But um, the Browns are favored by three and a half in this one. Uh, but no, I, I, I fancy the Jags, especially if Lawrence obviously does play.
0: No, I, I agree with you. I said when Watson went down to you and some others that I, I, I don't see the Browns making the playoffs. I really don't, because since Watson went offensive. I mean, offensively, they'd look really on and off for the whole season, even with Chubb. And without Chubb, they were struggling even more. And then they've lost Watson. So they have really struggled with injuries. And all of a sudden, their defence is... Just letting slip just a little
1: bit. Well, Miles Garrett being hurt doesn't really help either. He no. he didn't he didn't. I mean he, he played, but last week he didn't have an impact at all. When he, I think he played limited yeah. snaps as well. So, so oh, there wow. there there is you know that that is a big factor. Obviously, if, yeah. if you if you sort of can neutralize a fifty percent Miles Garrett, then then that's quite that's you know that, that yeah. that's how you beat the Browns pretty much. Isn't that's it? what you need to do. I mean,
0: what they <laughs> they shipped thirty six to the Rams last week, twenty nine to the Broncos the week before. And Flacco looked, Flacco looked pretty good last week. I did like what I saw, but I I am gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with the Jags. I'm gonna sit my neck out here and still think that the Browns are gonna struggle to make the playoffs, even with Flacco, Flacco at the helm. So yeah, I'll uh, I take take the Jags on this one.
1: Awesome. That concludes the 6 p.m. slate, which means it's time to break down the big game in the late window I'm I'm of course talking about one of the biggest football rivalries in the past few seasons it's getting renewed in Kansas City this Sunday when the Bills head to Arrowhead but this time it may be more meaningful than ever in the regular season certainly because there's loads on the line for both teams and it's not the one seed and that's the the difference here Buffalo arrive at Arrowhead at 6-6 and and on the outside looking in on the playoffs with a tough schedule still to play Uh, and you know Kansas City are in a bit of a crisis too having lost three of the last Mm. five games um now we'll start with the Bills. You know, they've been a better team with, with um Joe Brady calling offensive plays rather than Ken Dorsey. Um, but with their tough schedule coming up, they've still got to play a lot of teams um that have got win records coming up too. Um, you know, they've left it late to try and squeeze back in to the playoff mix. Um, it is a boost for them that Dawson Knox is back this week though. That is huge for them. So um, yeah, that's good news. Um, you know, and, and the Chiefs as well, and as a result, you know, they've of their uh, their sort of offensive inconsistencies the last couple of weeks they've dropped from the one seed to the three seed and their schedule is getting tougher as well um, you know you've got two mm. of the historical offensive heavy teams who've contested a few sh- uh, shootouts over the year um, they're meeting in the final quarter of the season as that begins to try and fix their problems this is just so fascinating isn't it Ollie
0: I I, I was before we before we started this I was looking into the EPA and the fact that this Bills team are 6 and 6 is is baffling to me. They are ahead of Miami in EPA on offense mm. and defense and yet they're 6 and 6. Turnover so, turnover's bastard. that's yeah, it. That, that's, that's the problem they've had. They just they haven't been able to keep on the ball. And like you were saying offensively they started so slowly but this team and the roster they have especially on offense it's just it's just dynamic. It just it can win you so many games. And I think that's what is boosting them up in the EPA. Turnovers have killed them. Yes, they really have. Chiefs, on the other hand, you expect to see the Chiefs in that top right hand. Well, at least in the right-hand side offensively on EPA. But if anything, their defense is really helping them. Mm-hmm. Before, yep. Their defense has been, you were talking about it. I love uh, it, man. I you They're getting the Nick
1: Bolton back this week as well. They could get Nick Bolton back, which is just even I better. Add him back in there as well. And yeah, the, what I love what Spags is doing, man, so good. Well, they lost
0: who, uh, in Sunday night. They lost another one of their linebackers. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Drew Tranquil. Tranquil, that's the one. Drew Tranquil went out, Um having missing two middle linebackers was tough for them. It was really tough, and they lost Justin Reed as well. I think they did. Um, so. It was a big, big hit on them, but their their defense has been fantastic, and offensively, it's slowly regressing. I saw a good tweet about this. Mahomes is trying to make it work with only one star weapon, and like with with Kelsey, and that's it. And Kelsey's so not been that, great this year either. And it, but it was so, similar to what Aaron Rodgers was doing in Green Bay when. Everyone was like, "Oh, they need to draft a wide receiver. They've got no one to throw to, and it's hard to do." And I think Mahomes is finding that out at the moment. It is quite hard to do. So he's still
1: playing great. That's the thing. He's still playing oh, better than most quarterbacks, but he's not playing MVP level Mahomes level. That's the difference, um, isn't it?
0: No, that's that's that is what is that's why the Chiefs are not at the one seed. That's why they're on the outside looking in. Um. So as you say, it just sets up this this matchup so perfectly. Both teams are they've got so much to fight for and they're not playing their best football. And this will propel them so much, either team that wins.
1: hmm Yeah, you mentioned the Chiefs' defense. Obviously, that, that's going to be a huge test for this, you know, this new Bills offense they're running after firing Ken Dorsey. Uh, but the Bills are coming off a bye week, so obviously they have had more time to prepare for this game. And they did look good before, you know, the two games before this game as well. Um, So after this one, you'd like to think we'll know a bit more about what the two teams are because these these you know this game is just absolutely uh, massive. You know, both teams have always been there or thereabouts. You know, the Chiefs were six and four a few years back and they won the Super Bowl. So you know, we can't really overlap too much because they they've been there, done it before. We're we're expecting both teams to give it a real go the rest of the season for sure. Um, And you know, and Buffalo have been a playoff team all but one year since two thousand and seventeen. So so you know. <laughs> they've, they've been perennial, um, you know, playoff teams the last, uh, you know, the last sort of de- decade, decades or so. Um, but they've, again, they've both been so inconsistent this year and it's so difficult to pick a winner if, <laughs> because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go for the Chiefs. I just felt like there's less noise around them than there is Buffalo. You know, mm. they've had the they've had the Josh Allen drama with you know with his turnovers. They've had you know, obviously the firing coaches. They've had the Stefan Diggs drama over the last year. Um, they've they've now got Von Miller's drama going on as well, um, it, which is that's quite um, him getting arrested or having an arrest warrant. So that, that's mm. going to be a distraction too. know, um, cool. yeah, and they're in Arrowhead. You know, they're going to Arrowhead to, to play the Chiefs. You know, coming off a loss as well, this just has yeah. Andy Reed game written all over it. So for me, give me the Chiefs, and that's even if Isaiah Pacheco doesn't play because he hasn't practiced today. So that would be a, a big loss to the Chiefs. But even with that, even if he doesn't play, um, yeah, give, give me the Chiefs. I just I just got a feeling this is just an Andy Reid game because you know this is when he steps up and is, that's why he's the best coach in football. Yeah, I uh,
0: I watched the Chiefs. I watched the whole game. I watched Sunday night football and that was not the chiefs of two three four years ago at all defensively yes they look they look okay they look pretty good um and they have been fantastic all season but offensively there is really something missing they they had a couple of drives where you're like oh it's Mahomes. They're, they're moving the ball really nicely and they'll have a couple they'll have a couple on sunday but that the Bills' defense has always been really, really nice with McDermott at the helm. They've always and, played.
1: They've always played the Chiefs so well, as well. Obviously, because yeah. in regular season as well, they've had the Chiefs' number. The Chiefs have beaten them in the postseason a couple of times, but the, in the regular season, the Bills have had their number. So yeah. there is that to consider. And, too.
0: and offensively, they're starting to click. So I feel like this is a game that the Bills will come in. They'll come into Arrowhead, and I think they will. They will win it. They'll get themselves above five hundred, and it will kickstart their season. They will re-engage their season, and I don't think if they get back onto that level that we know they can play at. I don't think any team's going to want to face a rolling bills yeah. team in the. They post-season. might. Yeah,
1: they can. They might sneak in. That's the thing. They, yeah. if they lose this one, they're probably out of it. Or, yeah, they, you know, they've got Dallas to come up to. If, if they got the next two games are Chiefs Dallas for them. So I think they have to win one of them to get in the playoffs yeah, otherwise they okay. they're, they're going to go 9 and 8 probably and they're, you know or something like that and they're going to struggle. They have to win yeah. at least one of those games. So um yeah, I don't think it'll be this one. <laughs> but uh yeah, I I can see why you've gone for that. Right, we'll go we'll, we'll pick through the rest of the uh the late window before getting onto the primetime games later in the week uh, and we'll we'll uh, we'll pick our winner in the Vikings Raiders game first. It's not often we have a late window as good as this actually. Especially you know it's a, a bigger slate. And you know, and this game between a six and six team and a five and seven team is suddenly just not seen as that great. Which, when you know, a couple of weeks ago, we'd love to have this game in the late window. Um, yeah. You know, the Raiders are pretty much out of it. You know, they're on to next year already. They're just seeing what they are for the future with an interim coach in place. The Vikings, on the other hand, need to win this game to keep the playoff spot. It looked like they may be a shoo-in a month or so ago, but they've dropped their last two games before their bye week. So, actually, both teams are off a bye as well, which is another interesting thing to look at. For the Vikings, they are getting justin jefferson back which for my fantasy team i love i mean you know i've got some i've got some playoff matches matchups this week in fantasy um and the one i i, I drafted jefferson number one overall and um yeah he's back for so I'm, I'm loving that he's, he's coming no. back right at the right time for me um and obviously i'm looking forward to seeing, seeing him on the field once more as well uh but i'm actually going to put the raiders here raiders away win you know, um, that's when the Reds are at home and that's why I'm going to pick them. Sorry. You know, they've impressed me in the last few games since firing Josh McDaniels and as the home team as well. I mm-hmm. feel like they could shock the Vikings are favored away from home by two and a half, but, uh, now again, I've watched the Raiders game really recently, in the Dolphins game, and and I thought Ed O'Connell look, looked efficient. I thought it looked okay. I don't see much difference between Aiden O'Connell and uh, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So for me, I you know, and that's as a rookie quarterback as well. So uh, for me, give me uh, the Raiders to upset the, the Vikings.
0: I I absolutely agree with you. I think the Raiders are, as you say, they are going. It's an upset. I don't know if I you would call it an upset because. They've got a lesser record, but if anything, I'd say they're playing the better football at the moment with Pierce at the helm and with O'Connell. Some of O'Connell's plays have looked fantastic. The sample that we've had, it's not been perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but it's looked brilliant. It has looked really good. Whereas on the other hand, this Vikings team is trending downwards. I mean, they laid a complete egg on Monday night football against the Bears. <laughs> it was a complete egg. Um, they're trending downwards. I, I, I said this in the... In the preview, even with when they had Kirk Cousins in our in our preview um magazine, that there's just something about these Vikings that I just couldn't put my finger on. And even with Kirk Cousins at the helm, they weren't looking 100. Dobbs came in; he had that first game, and it was all like oh Josh Dobbs mania. And now it's it's I like Josh Dobbs; he's been really good this year, but it's just not it's not working. It didn't work. On Monday Night Football, they're coming off of bye. Both teams are, but I, I like the Raiders at home as well. With with O'Connell, I, I think I'd rather have O'Connell than Dobbs. So yeah, give me the Raiders as well.
1: Yeah, Josh Dobbs has been lucky with turnovers this year. He's been yeah. he's been quite aggressive with the football, and he's been quite lucky in that game against the Bears that's how he's been playing all season <laughs> so yeah he's been lucky with his legs too he's been great but yeah as a thrower he's not been great at all so that's another factor as to why I picked the Raiders okay mm-hmm. we'll go over to a huge NFC West game now between the Niners and the Seahawks massive for Seattle this they've lost three straight and they now head into their biggest rivals turf aiming to go back to above 500 uh, but the Niners have been the best team of football in the second half of the season so far and they're going to be very difficult to beat <laughs> Yeah, the Niners yeah. won the game in Seattle on Thanksgiving two weeks ago and I think they'll win again because I just think that injuries have just derailed the Seattle season unfortunately um, you know they've got their offensive line back but school position players have been injured Kenneth Walker's still questionable in his one don't know if he's going to suit up or not um, and yeah it's just I just don't feel confident about them at all. Um, yeah, they're just they're just stuck where right? I don't think they're good enough to get a new quarter Sorry, I don't think they're bad enough to get a new quarterback. But I also don't think they're a playoff teams. So they're uh, yeah, we'll see what they do over the off season. But Gino this year hasn't been the Gino he was last year, um, and he's, he's not really added anything to the team unfortunately. Um, but it, a very young team, and they'll be a contender for, for, you know, in the future. But right now, I, I think they uh, you know. I, I think the f- sort of fairy tale over and I think the, the Niners will probably put an end to their playoff hopes this week, I think.
0: I think it's the it's the worst time to play the 49ers if mm. there is a possibility to have a worse time to play the 49ers. I mean, they've just whooped the Dallas Cowboys who mm. everyone was thinking... It was, uh, no, the Eagles, I beg your pardon. Who everyone thought... are oh, Well, they whooped the Cowboys it. as well. They've they've and, whooped and both of them. <laughs> and they did that to the Cowboys as well. Um, oh, They're just... They're just on fire at the moment, aren't they? I mean, Purdy is it's succeeding all expectations. Everyone was like, "Game manager quarterback with Shanahan would be perfect," and he's doing a little bit more. I know you're not keen on him on the old MVP vote, but um, I, I, I probably I wouldn't be either. It, he doesn't uh, add anything. That's the thing. He's
1: just no, he's just it's, there. It's
0: you know. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's making throws. He's doing things correctly. And when you yeah, got, but every oh, QB would. Yeah, there's a I,
1: there's a stat. I think there's a stat where like his receivers are the most open in the league. Um out of any receiving core in the entire league. So I think he's I think literally any quarterback could succeed in that system, but he is playing well, I just don't think he's an yeah, MVP. That's he, that's
0: my thing. Yeah. I know, I, I I agree with you, but you've got to put it on him, and he is putting them on him.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: he's making those throws. Um, but when you've got Kissel, are you Samuel McCaffrey? It's just silly. And then Debo's he brought...
1: healthy now, and he's he's looking yeah. like the old Debo Samuel. Now he's healthy. I mean, yeah. like last last few weeks he's been excellent, so good. Yeah.
0: And then what? And defensively, they didn't have a finger, and they just looked insane. So I, you would you wouldn't bet against them. And I'm, I'm not going to pick against them at all, especially at home. But yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> Niners all day, Niners all day.
1: Awesome. Let's finish the late window with a AFC West game between the Broncos and the Chargers. The Chargers surprisingly are favourites in this one, and I don't really know why. Um, (laughs) The 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 Broncos are looking to stay in touch with the wild card race. Um, You know, it's not going to be straightforward at all. You know, it's a division game and all that. But yeah, I just can't believe that the Chargers aren't. You know, our favourites in this one, especially with, wow. you know how bad they've looked, especially on offense recently as well. Their defense has been the best unit on the team this year, and that's a mm-hmm. defense that that has that gave up almost seven hundred yards. So uh, I think it was 500 yards to so the Dolphins in week one they mm-hmm. you know, they looked horrific at the start of the season but Staley's turned it around and I'm actually starting to feel quite sorry for him because it's not been Brandon Staley's fault they've lost they've, they've been bad this year it's really not mm-hmm. and he's, he's going to be the sacrificial lamb Um, I've been saying over the last couple of weeks don't give the head coach a job to, to kick Callum Moore because if anything the Chargers offence is getting worse and, and I mean yeah they're, 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 you know, it's, it's a worse year for Justin Herbert worst year for Ekela and that's behind a really good offensive line You know, yeah. at least I mean obviously they've they've got receiver injuries, but that you know, that doesn't stop their run game from being you know, if anything, your run game should be better. You should be leaning on it more. And it's just not mm-hmm. been the case. I think they're looking at uh, they're looking at giving more snaps to Joshua Kelly this week because of how, how eckler has been playing recently. Um, so I think, you know, I don't <laughs> I did not see a situation at the start of the season where Austin Eckler would lose snaps. I never saw that happen, I nah. thought so. Um, yeah, it just shows where the Chargers are at. Um, you know, I just think they're a hot mess, and Denver play really efficient football. They're not pretty, but they play efficient football, yeah. and that's why that's why I'm you know I pick them to. That's my bet of the week: Broncos to beat the, the Chargers. I put loads of money on it. I just yeah yeah, yeah that's that's it for me. Give me the Broncos.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm all over. It. I can't believe that after just beating the Patriots six 0 that they're favourites to beat the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, as you say, it's not pretty, and they didn't. They start the season atrociously, but somehow they're just playing the correct football to win games. Um, like you said, with Staley and the Chargers' defence, be fair, the Broncos and Vance Joseph. They are they're trending upwards defensively. They're playing quite nice now. Sean Payton is now finally like getting into his groove with Russell, with Wilson. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the Broncos here as well over the Chargers, hundred percent. The Broncos are they're, they're moving nicely, and uh, yeah, Denver for me on this one as well. Awesome, and that brings us to
1: Sunday night football probably the game of the season this this game is, is it's absolutely ginormously important man is <laughs> it's, it's of course the eagles going into dallas the cowboys are three and a half point favorites in this one obviously being at home is a big factor in that and after the eagles lost to the niners last week you know the nfc you know especially the nfc's title race now between these two teams is now super tasty you know it, yeah, this game may be the biggest cowboys game in in like you know years this is you know all eyes are on them you know it's it's big for both teams of course but Dallas have just constantly just disappointed you know they've always especially when they got to the postseason you know this is if they're going to win a Super Bowl right this is their best opportunity this is their best team uh you know they've got their callbacks playing at in my opinion I think he is the MVP of football other than Tyreek Hill right now I think he's playing at an outstanding level um you know, it's their best team since 2016. You know, the last time they got the one seed was 2016, uh, before mm-hmm. going one and done in the divisional round to your Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, and all they're hearing is, "Who have you beat?" You know, it, it, what a game this is to shut a lot of pe- lot of people off, isn't it? Isn't it, Ollie? Because you know, you know, Dallas. All they're hearing is, "Who have you beat?" "Who have you beat?" You only win games at home. This is at home, but this is against one of the best teams mm-hmm. in football. It's a team that's yeah. ten and two. Your division rival. This is this game is just so big for the Dallas Cowboys, isn't it?
0: Did this game get flexed for? No, it's always nine. been there. What? A so game. it has. I mean, yeah. It, even so, you would the NBC would not would be silly to not flex it. I mean, what what a game you have in prospect. Um, they were, well, they were advertising it last week, and you were like, oh yeah, big game. <laughs> was, how, the Eagles losing to the 49ers in that in that way last week just just sets this game up perfectly. As you were talking about Dallas, they've had. A load of criticism about who they've beat, they're playing away from home, what have you. But if you dive into the stats and look at it, it's just it's unbelievable. If you told me before the season that Rain Dakota Prescott would be <laughs> your MVP vote, I'd be laughing at you. But what he said
1: in the guide, I had him at QB 19. Yeah. You know, after last it, year, I was so discouraged after last year because you know his, he looked horrific last year. Obviously, he he didn't even finish the season. He, I think played twelve games, and he still did the league and picks. Last year, he was really bad, and that same guy is now, in my opinion, my MVP. It's mental, isn't
0: it? I mean, it's it's bizarre. Like he's what he's thrown twenty six TDs, which I don't know. Does that lead the league? It does lead the league. It, yeah. And then what? Six interceptions as well. He's looking after the football, which is which. He never usually did. He's he's second in EPA, so he's making the right throws, right time, and he's making things happen. And yeah, he's 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 come on leaps and bounds this season. Which I don't know. I wouldn't say I didn't want it, but <laughs> I was never high on that press at all, like you were. So I mean, like to, to see him there is nice for the Cowboys and nice for him, but what he's above Hertz, who I'm I was still calling for him to be MVP. He's just below Purdy. He's above Mahomes, to It. He's what he's just he's he's playing so well. Mm-hmm. So for this T for for the for the Cowboys, it is their biggest game. As you said, it could be the biggest game they've had in a long, long time.
1: Obviously, it'd be the, uh, it'd be thirty years since since uh, well, nearly about thirty years since since the last Super Bowl. So it's, it's you know it's been coming for for the Cowboys. Um, yeah. When this, of course, and they'll be level with the Eagles at ten and three. And if San Francisco and Detroit win, then you have four teams at ten and three in in the, in the NFC, which is just it's just mental. That's so tight. Yeah. Um, you know the Eagles. Uh, came into this this week with great news y- yesterday because uh, Dallas Goddard is back he's fully participating in practice that's mental you, can, you know it's great news for Jalen Hurts because they were clearly missing something last week you can tell you know as mentioned it's like an MVP off between Hurts and, and Dak obviously they're both in the top three of the odds and if either, if either of them are probably influential in a win here you know I think they would be certainly favourite and might win MVP won't they Ollie, because that, that's that's the way these awards are won
0: yeah yeah uh, it's, it's just it's so close it we've been talking about this mvp battle you just don't know who is going to win it and it, it could like hinge on this game six people that we, we honestly we're, we're talking about a different person each week at this point i know it's it's ridiculous it could hinge on this game it, it it really could it could matter about injuries what have you but i the thing that will will seal this game for me the biggest battle is both defences. Mm-hmm. Both offences are playing at a similar level, but defensively, the Eagles, who people were probably ranking number one before the season, aren't near that level at all. And Dallas mm-hmm. are just flying at the moment. But this mm-hmm. is this is where a Dallas defence usually capitulates. Sunday night football, biggest game. They've done it in the playoffs multiple times when they've been top five defences, and it's just, it's just fallen off a cliff. And this is where the Eagles will fly up the pun not intended, but they will fly up and they will they will be there and play their best football. Yeah. So, so what 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 are they like on injuries? I haven't checked the injuries for the so, Eagles
1: team. So Eagles, uh, they're I I think Fletcher Cox is going to play. I think Lane Johnson's going to play as well, and obviously Goddard's back as well. So they're pretty healthy. Cowboys mm-hmm. as well, they're pretty healthy. So it's both teams yeah. at full strength. Obviously they're about yeah. on Diggs. He's barely played all year. Obviously because he's he, he got injured at the start of the year. But yeah, I think it's very very both teams are pretty much full strength as well, which is why it's just so fascinating. Like you have the number three offense um in Dallas. They've had a much easier schedule of course than the the Eagles, but they do face the toughest remaining schedule. So right now we're gonna find out who the Cowboys are the rest of this yeah. year. Um, you know, and they're going up against an Eagles defence, as you mentioned, Dolly, that has all the talent in the world, but it was absolutely torched last week after the catch by Devis Samuel and by Christian McCaffrey as well. And it is quite surprisingly twenty sixth in points per game allowed. Yeah, this Eagles defence has it's not been what it was last year by any means no. um you know and their offense has been you know great obviously having the most unstoppable play in the league does help that because they probably have the touch pitch whatever you want to call it it's such a big advantage and short you know yardage, larger situations compared to anything and a lot of teams struggle in the red zone in short yardage situations so it is a huge advantage but you, you know obviously i wouldn't ban it i think it's genius so um yeah it, but it is uh it is the most unstoppable unsop- unsop- player in the league for sure um but that you know the Eagles offense, are going up against the Dallas defense that is so dominant, especially at home as well. Uh, yeah. it, it feels like they've scored about ten touchdowns for their defense this year. Obviously, Deron bland yeah. six, six or seven pick sixes. He's got eight interceptions on the year as well. Um, you know they've had fumble recoveries for touchdowns. They've had kick returns for touchdowns. They've had uh, blocked um, kick field goals for touchdowns. Like they're just so mm. opportunistic yeah. in AT and T Stadium, and it's just what makes this game so so fascinating. I'm yeah. gonna pick. Dallas. And I'm picking Dak to have another strong game here. As I said, I think he wins MVP unless Tyreek Hill gets 2,000 yards if he wins this game. Um, and that would actually be the seventh straight home win over the Eagles too. So it just shows how big of an advantage that, that AT&T stadium is. So give me Dallas mm-hmm. to win this game.
0: Oh, you could you could flip a coin and you, mm-hmm. you just, you don't know who you choose. I'm going to spice it up and go different and say the Eagles. I really am. I think... After last week, it was it was embarrassing. It was Fox's only game, wasn't it? It was the 425 slate, and they they got they got whooped whooped by that by the 49ers. So I'm thinking of a bounce back game. I'm thinking I'm still I'm still high on Jalen Hurst to win MVP. I said I said it last year. I think he should have won it. I, I think this year he could still win it. I think this will be a game where it's a it's a get it right game for the Eagles again after last week and they will they'll show what they're capable of and uh, yeah i think they i think they've got it this week
1: yeah just bring it on i can't wait to watch this game same same feeling i had last week with the san francisco game i just can't wait to watch this game because it's you know i think these these three, obviously Dallas, Philly, and San Francisco, are the three best teams in football. I think so. Mm. i especially, Obviously, obviously in the NFC as well, but in, in the entirety of football, I think the AFC maybe the Dolphins match it, uh, and they're not at they're not they're not fully healthy. So yeah, give me those three teams as the three best in the NFL. uh Going over the, the Dolphins now, they're part of a Monday Night Football double header. Uh the yeah, you know, the uh this one is the one that uh will get Buck and Aitman. The Packers Giants game is on ABC, so that will get the uh the team that normally calls college games. Um yeah, you know, and the Dolphins that go into this game against the Titans now in possession of the one seed in the AFC. Um that means win a sixth home game of the year and strengthen their case uh for the AFC to go through South Beach, which is one of the best, if not the hardest stadiums to play in because of the heat especially if you're a visiting team as well, because you've got the, the sun coming at you on the sideline. It, it's it, the home for the advantage the Dolphins have. It's just mental uh, in Florida. Um, yeah, that being said as well, the Titans haven't been great on the road this year, and the Dolphins are undefeated at home. Uh, you know, they've been a top five offense and defense in the second and third quarters of the season, and I can't see that changing as we get to the fourth quarter. So give me the Dolphins to win this game. The spread here is 13 and a half points. It's a massive spread, but I think they might <laughs> hit the over here. So, so uh, yeah, give me a Dolphin. Give me the to win this game. Again, one of the best teams in football. And they're playing against a team that haven't won an away game this season.
0: Mm, yeah, uh, I I was not going to hesitate in picking Miami. <laughs> I might hesitate on that spread. 13 and a half is a gigantic spread. Um, but, I mean, when you've got the offense that Mike McDaniel is... Got his hands on, and when Tyree Hill is performing at almost MVP level, well, at MVP level, and he could go on and win it as a wide receiver, it, you mm-hmm. just you can't bet against Miami at home. Tennessee, I didn't even know they had won an away game, so it's been a really bizarre season for Tennessee. Um, they've really struggled, and yeah, it's not it's not going to change for them unfortunately. It's uh, it's going to be the Miami show, I think, on Monday night football for them.
1: Awesome. And then we'll finish off with the last, the second Monday night game between your Packers and the Giants. The Packers are in the national spotlight again after beating the Chiefs on Sunday night football at Lambeau last week. And they are now in control of their own destiny, being the seventh seed with a favourable schedule coming up. Get through this. And I think they're well on the way to the playoffs. I think they will do it as well, which I'm sure you'll love to hear, Ollie. <laughs> and, and, I, I, and that's with uh, it does sound like Christian Watson um, isn't playing <clears throat> yeah. this week right now, but uh you know, for teams on Monday night football, you know, this was their first day of practice. So a lot of times uh someone won't play on a Wednesday uh, so I won't practice on a Wednesday and they might be limited on a Thursday, which means they probably are training mm-hmm. towards playing. So we won't know about yep. Christian Watson until tomorrow. But right now, Varsov I guess with a with a hamstring as well, I think he probably isn't gonna play. Um yeah. even even with that obviously I'm still picking Green Bay. Uh, but I do think it'll be closer to the to the six and a half points that they're um, they favored by. I think it'll be a close game because the Giants' defense has been a bit spicy with uh you know with, with what Wink's calling, and I think Kavon um I mean, yeah, he's been hurt, but he he's been one of the best pass rushers this, this season. Um, but you know, I think it'll be close. But give me Green Bay.
0: Yeah, Christian Watson, I don't think will play. He struggled with ham he struggled with hamstring injuries, a lot. Um, I don't think they'll want to risk it. Um, especially if the rest of the wide receiving group is fine. I, d- I don't see why they'd risk it. Love has been... He's been finding open guys. He's not been forcing it to Watson, really. In the earlier weeks, he was, and Watson wasn't playing well, neither was he. They're getting on the page. Love's confident. He's spreading the ball. It's looking really nice on offence. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not screaming it from the hills just yet. I'm really happy see we're playing like this but i'm not over until we make the playoffs if we make the playoffs i will i'm not saying anything about this offense because it is the nfl it just it can flip on a dime (laughs) we're playing nice i will pick i'm gonna pick us against the, the giants as you said their defense they're playing nicely now um compared to what they were in the earlier weeks there's a bit of you wouldn't call it hype, but they, there's a lot more about there's a bit more about them now. Whereas Tommy DeVito's
1: few... been their best quarterback this season. Yeah, I'm sorry, Daniel Jones, but he has. I yeah. never thought they would have they should have paid you in the first place. They're going to pick a quarterback this year in the draft. I'm sorry, you're you, you're not very good. A rookie, <laughs> a, a rookie undrafted quarterback from, from that Division Two has been has been a better quarterback than you this season, mate. So, yeah. I,
0: that that sums up what the Giants have been about, and they'll. They, they. I believe they. I think they are at home. Um, yeah, it's, it's in New York. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, hopefully,
1: no one gets injured. Obviously, the MetLife Turf. That is, you know, for the Packers, they can't lose anyone to injury. Don't in start saying that. <laughs>
0: Don't start <laughs> saying that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like the Packers. We're, we, we, Packers are playing very nicely at the moment. We're on a nice little roll. Uh, if we win, we are controlling our destiny quite nicely. Uh, yeah, I think we will. Win to finish off week fourteen.
1: Awesome, um and yeah, actually, if if you do win, that will be Matt Lafleur's seventeenth straight December victory. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as medals sixteen and zero in December is such a weird that And obviously, last year he fell yeah. away in January. But, um, and, you know, also the lines of January, of course. But, um, you yeah, know, yeah. December, you've, you had that run to try and make the playoffs end of last year, and you almost got there. And, you know, the, obviously, the Green Bay have been a perennial playoff team the last couple of years with Lafleur as well. So it's why yeah. they've been so good in December. But, you know, that's just an outstanding record. <laughs> uh, and on that note, Ollie, I'm going to say goodbye to you, mate. It's been great to have you on the podcast. Uh, obviously, you're welcome on, uh, back on at any time, really. We'll have you on before the end of the season for sure, mate. So, yeah, thank you for coming on, mate.
0: No, uh, thank you for the uh, my first preview podcast. Like you said, good fun. Nice to uh, pick the winners, dissect everything. So, yeah, let's get the games going for week 14. Can't
1: wait. Awesome. Uh, this has been the full 10 yards NFL podcast. I've been your host, Sam Moores, and I will see you on Tuesday for our week 14 recap. Goodbye.